But we are in uh, Nehemiah chapter 6 and 7. Uh, we're going to go ahead and just uh, quickly uh, give a, a quick lesson uh, on verse, uh, chapter 6 and 7. We're coming to the end of the first half of the book of Nehemiah. So hopefully uh, you're continuing to read along with me as we go through here. Uh, at the end of chapter 7, uh, we are noticing that, that uh, Nehemiah has been committed to rebuilding the wall. And so next week we'll start chapters 8 through the end of the book where he is going to switch focuses from the walls of Jerusalem to renewing the covenant between God's people and God. And so the wall is completed. Uh, we've finally seen that here in chapter 6, verse 1 and 15. And we're told that it only took 52 days, 52 days to complete this wall. Uh, again, that, that scholars say might have been uh, at least a, a mile and a half in length. You know, uh, 52 days, that's amazing uh, that God was behind them when they were doing this. You know, we often are talking about how long it's going to take KFC to get open over there by Walmart. It seems like it's taking forever for it to be built. Uh, but this took 52 days to construct the wall back in Jerusalem. And again, if you're reading uh, these, uh, these uh, chapters with us, we notice that Tobiah and Sambalot, uh, you know, they're probably starting to get on our nerves. We keep reading about these two individuals. Uh, remember in chapter 4, they plotted to kill uh, Nehemiah. They, pl- they had some harsh words for him. Uh, they, they were wisecracking him. But again, here we're in chapter 6. And uh, they want to meet with Nehemiah. They, they want to meet and uh, compromise uh, some of Nehemiah's work. Uh, they're sending out these fake letters uh, that basically has this fake news that uh, you know, he's declaring himself king in Jerusalem, which is uh, not true at all. He, they're hiring these false prophets to try to get Nehemiah to sin. Uh, they, they're telling, hey, Nehemiah, uh, these people are coming after you. Why don't you go to the temple and hide yourself within the, the, the inner walls of the temple and you'll be safe there. But of course, Nehemiah knows that that would be wrong because only the priests uh, could go uh, within the walls. And uh, this man, Tobiah, he has quite an influence uh, with the people as well, being uh, intermarried with some of the Jews. But notice in Nehemiah chapter 6, verse 16, the Bible says this. Let's go to verse 15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of the month, Elul, in 52 days. When all our enemies heard of it and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence. For they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. See, notice Nehemiah says that the work had been accomplished because God had blessed them. And the Jews, uh, the enemies of the Jews took notice, but also the surrounding nations took notice. Again, they lost confidence that literally there it says that it fell exceedingly in their own eyes. Their eyes were down. They were lost. And so I want to give you three quick uh, lessons from the text here, and then the lesson will be yours. Uh, But nothing here... uh, Unordinary, but uh, things that should have caught our attention as we were reading through this. Number one, God and his children will always have enemies. Uh, we see this throughout uh, this book in Nehemiah, and that's exactly why God tells us throughout uh, the Bible uh, how to deal with that. Right? Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7 says, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 44, that we are uh, to, to love and pray for our enemies. Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 19, uh, Paul there writes, uh, never take your own revenge. Right? Uh, let, let God take care of those things for you. Uh, don't take your own revenge. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12, Peter says, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. 
Uh, again, uh, we are going to have enemies in this life just like Nehemiah had enemies. But uh, there is a certain way that God wants each one of us to act uh, to influence uh, those uh, of the world. Uh, number two, uh, Nehemiah did not take credit. Again, we, we noticed uh, here in verse 16 that he gave the credit to God. In Luke chapter 17, verses 7 through 10, uh, notice what Jesus said here. He said, Which of you, having a slave, plowing or tending sheep, will say to him, when he has come in from the field, Come immediately and sit down to eat? But will he not say to him, Prepare something for me to eat, and properly clothe yourself, and serve me while I eat and drink? And afterwards you may eat and drink? He does not thank the slave because he did the things which were commanded, does he? So you too, when you do all these things which are commanded you, say, We are unworthy slaves. We have done only that which we ought to have done. We are only unprofitable slaves in this life. As Nehemiah gives the credit to God, we too as Christians need to give credit to God in all these things. You know, Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works. We want to take that light that God has given us and we reflect that off into the world so that God can be glorified. So, Learn, uh, as Nehemiah says, that God's children will always have enemies. Number two, that Nehemiah did not take the credit. And the third thing I just want you to notice quickly is that Nehemiah is still praying. Nehemiah is a man who prays uh, for his uh, work and for the people of Israel throughout this whole letter. Uh, in, verse, uh, in verse 9 there, he says, O God, strengthen my hands. In verse 14, again, he's going to God and says, Remember, O my God, Tobiah and Sambalot. Uh, whatever roadblocks and opposition uh, he has uh, during this work, he went to God in prayer. He, he, he does this over and over and over again. And what a great example for us. You know, uh, Paul said in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, that as Christians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I love that part where Paul says, in everything, you know, take everything in prayer. And we notice that Nehemiah is a man who did that. So as we continue reading, I hope you enjoyed, um, as we're reading through Nehemiah, uh, this great example. Uh, let's continue to take Nehemiah's example to heart. In, in verse 3 of chapter 6, we notice that uh, the, there are those who want to get him uh, off his track. They, they want to get him to stop working. And notice what Nehemiah says. He says, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Let that be our focus as we go throughout this week, as we're striving to live our, our Christian lives, that I cannot come down. Right? I cannot stop doing this. Let us continue that great work. This evening as we offer the invitation, if there's anyone here that, that, that may... Um, be ready to uh, begin that life of Christ. If you're here this evening and uh, you're ready to put Christ on in baptism and start that great work, uh, we would love the opportunity to pray with you and to help you and, and to uh, teach you what the scriptures say. Or, or if you're ready, uh, we, we, uh, the waters are prepared behind us. Or if you need prayers of the congregation, prayers from the church, again, what an opportunity to do that uh, before your brothers and sisters as together we stand and sing this song of invitation.